Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. everyone. This is Lori Lee Rourke. This is the Not About Food podcast. Hope everybody's okay out there. Today, we're going to talk about the Body Love card, Nurture. The front of it has the goddess on it with her putting her arms around herself and sort of loving herself and nurturing herself. And her little deer dog power animal is very close and nuzzling into her and then there's a beautiful sunshine shining in over a rainbow so it's a very sweet and lovely and happy card what it says is nurture means to provide true nourishment for our body minds and souls when we become more present and aware of our needs it is easier to define what feels good to our bodies and ourselves, and what is nourishing to us. When we stop hating ourselves and start practicing loving kindness, it is easier to take care of ourselves in nurturing ways. So one of the things that I know that worked for me and works for my clients is to have the idea that we take care of what we love. And before my recovery, I didn't love my body. I didn't love myself. I didn't like anything about me practically. And I always thought I should be better or different. And when I finally realized that I just needed to love myself as I was and love the body that I had, it made it easier to feed myself what I really wanted. It made it easier for me to do what I really wanted to do. And it made it easier for me to love and take care of myself. So I know that for me that that was a really big thing, was that I would take care of what I loved. And so then that made me realize where I needed to work was to love myself more. So today we have Anna. She's going to talk about how nurture, how that idea helped her with whatever she's had to like deal with in her own personal life, and then how she talks about that and uses that for others. And I'm very glad that she's here today. She was on the Beyond Hunger board and was such an integral part of our board uh, work for so long and got us into some really great fundraisers. We did a yoga fundraiser. We did a thing out in San Francisco at Chrissy Field for a fundraiser. We had a lot of fun doing stuff, so I was really, really happy. And she came from a long way to come to board meetings, and I really always appreciated that. So I'll let her introduce herself, and we'll go from there. Thank you for having me, Lauralee. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I'm Anna Bobot. I live here in the Bay Area, and pretty long story, originally from San Diego, came up here for college, I went to Cal. Food was always a really big part of my life, coming from a Mexican culture and Spanish culture, food was in every celebration and major holiday. Although I didn't study food in college, I was always working in food, 
and had a very conflicting relationship with it once I was in my college years due to multiple reasons, long distance relationship and lots of things from growing up that had built up inside. Once I was in college, I took the plunge and quit working at a law firm and went into cooking and was cooking uh, in corporate dining, feeding about a thousand people a day and commuting from Berkeley to Sunnyvale, which was physically exhausting. And I was not nurturing my body and taking care of it then. I actually ended up getting Hashimoto's. Um, it's a thyroid disease, an autoimmune disease. And so that was a big wake-up call for me yet again after having gone through an eating disorder in college. And it was a different way of having to deal with food and taking care of my body and nourishing my body. And so I, I made a switch to a different career, still in food, which I love food. I love everything about it. So it's really fascinating and interesting that I struggled with it for so long, but it's such an integral part of my life. As part of my healing process, I actually signed up for a holistic nutrition course or certification at Bowman College in Berkeley. And that was very helpful for me because it helped shift my perspective to look at food as medicine and food as healing and food as energy for the body, rather than thinking about carbs, protein, fat, calories. It was a very, very helpful reach, like a shift in my head about how to look at food. One other major milestone was also going abroad. In Europe, there's this very relaxed approach to food. They don't look at the nutrition facts. Food is something to be enjoyed, food gets energy, they stop when they're full, they don't eat too much. You know, I stayed on a farm for about a week in Tuscany and we had to cook every day because the farm owner ended up breaking her ankle. Uh. So I went from not eating a lot and starving and sometimes purging and to having to cook for everyone because then that wasn't an option anymore and it kind of reset my mind about providing for others and that food was sustenance for everyone on the farm and it was not about calories it was not about carbs etc right that was a huge shift for my mind also to me that's like a beautiful story of how we put food in its proper place and not in its place that is something that we have to push against in other words we put it in the place where no we need to eat food in order to live and it tastes good and it smells good and we can share it with others and it's a wonderful thing. You had to be put in a whole other society or community in order to get that. Yeah, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. So after that trip, I came back. I had new life in me and I stopped purging and I was convinced that I needed to help others with teaching them that eating healthy was not going on a diet. It just meant eating seasonally, eating real food, yeah. and being in tune with your body. And so I started a catering business, and that was my mission statement. Eating health does not mean going on a diet. It's eating real food. I love it. <laughs> and after my catering business, I started teaching healthy cooking classes just to show people that eating healthy is approachable, and it doesn't mean going on a diet. It means eating a rainbow of vegetables. That is eating healthy. It doesn't mean you deprive yourself of anything. And I started teaching healthy cooking classes in English and in the Latin communities through the Heart Association. I ended up writing several cookbooks 
as well. And although some of the cookbooks have like a tagged diet name on them, which was more of the publisher's influence, the recipes are actually very whole foods approached. And we believe in real food. We don't believe in highly processed food, so you don't see any like non-fat dairy products and right. fake cheeses <laughs> and things like that. Well, and I think that the diet industry has co-opted so many of our words, like healthy eating means dieting. Or even dieting means restricting when diet just means what you ate, what you eat on a certain day. That's your diet for the day. It doesn't mean losing weight or being younger, or faster, or stronger, or anything. It just means, oh, that's that person's diet. That's what they ate. Yeah, I remember there was this one moment that I'll never forget when I was cooking and I was on my break and I made a huge salad with like chicken and veggies and somebody goes, wow, are you on a diet? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that I'm just moment. eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just eating lots of veggies because I love veggies. And, right. You know, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that is our, the $3 billion diet industry that has done that, has co-opted our words and our actions so that everybody thinks that's how we are all supposed to talk. It's sort of like right now, clean eating means you're on a restrictive diet. That's what that means. But it's really just means that you're eating whole foods, really. Yeah, Exactly. You know, I was listening to Maria in the contrast too, and I think that self-hatred and making yourself feel guilty for when you do not eat whole foods, it's all about balance in the long run, and it's okay to have a treat and enjoy it. Of and course. And not making yourself feel guilty. As long as you have a balanced approach to how you're eating, if you eat healthy and eat lots of veggies and you're active, enjoy that ice cream and brownie, like go for it. Exactly. I was thinking about the last time I was in Belgium. They have really good food in Europe, obviously, but they're known for French fries with mayonnaise, but they also are known for chocolate. So I ate a lot of French fries with mayonnaise and a lot of chocolate until I didn't feel so good anymore. And it's not that the <laughs> the French fries and mayonnaise and chocolate wasn't good. People were eating it all around me. They just weren't only eating that like I was. So (laughs) I had to really realize, oh, I can have this anytime, just like they're having it anytime. And that was a big wake up for me too. It's sort of like, if you just only eat this, that's probably not going to feel good. So why don't you just not eat only that? And it turned out well. Good. That's a great perspective. The one thing, too, with regard to the body love card for nurture, so the idea of food as energy and fuel for your body and taking care of your body, like being mindful of not just when you eat, but being mindful of how you feel. Of Did you get exercise because you're exhausted? That's okay. Don't crash and burn because you feel like you have to get an exercise. Right. Just thinking about being in tune with your body, I guess. That's one of the main takeaways for any aspect of life is you should always listen to your body because your body's telling you that for a reason. Yes, exactly. And what's nourishing all around. It's not only intuitive eating, it's also intuitive sleeping and intuitive exercise and intuitive work and intuitive home life and intuitive drinking water. It's like you listen to the true self and what it's asking you for. Yeah. And one part from the card as well that really spoke to me is 
the sentence, when we stop hating ourselves and start practicing loving kindness, it is easier to take care of ourselves in nurturing ways. I remember hating my body, telling myself, ugh, I look so gross. Like, gross was one of the key words that I realized was my negative trigger word. Gross, fat, ugh. In reality, like, it took a long time to realize every body is going to be different. You you can't compare your body to other bodies. Right. It's never going to be the same. And that took a while, and you have to, instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive and realize how strong you are, how beautiful you are. It's building that confidence, I guess, eventually, and that, that does take a long time. But it also helps to have others around you that help build that confidence. And if others don't, then maybe you shouldn't really associate yourself with them or speak up and say, hey, I don't like it when you say these things around me or right. when you do this. That's not my knowledge about this. And I also think that you've had the experience of now having a child. And can you imagine your child going, oh, I hate my body. And you're like, what? You are awesome. Well, and honestly, through pregnancy, and I was terrified of pregnancy. I had little moments where I was terrified and I would regress. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going to gain 80 pounds like my mom did? And then I realized, you know what, I'm in full control of what I eat and how I feel and how active I am during this pregnancy. And if I gain 80 pounds, that's okay. But I'm also in control of my body. So as long as I have a balanced approach and I go for a walk or I continue to wait, whatever, the things that I can do that my doctor said is fine. Like I did yoga all the way up to 39 weeks and it's amazing for my body. And I didn't do it to not gain weight. I did it because it felt great. Right. It made me stronger for when I was in labor. That's the other thing is that we're doing these things because we love our bodies, not because we hate them or we're worried about that we're going to hate whatever happens afterwards. I tell my clients that are pregnant, sort of like you're making a human. You're making a brain right now. Get off your own back. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) And after I had him too, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this protruding belly? It looks like I still have a baby. And it's like, wait a minute. I just created and birthed a human being. That's right. I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit and back off. Yeah. And your body will take care of itself. It needs, it'll go back to what it needs to be doing now that it doesn't have a baby anymore. Yes. And that's exactly what happens. And, you know, your body does change, but you've also created a human being who is wonderful and and a part of you. And it's an amazing thing. I agree. And that to me is nurturing. Nurturing your body in a verbal way or telling yourself these things. It's just as important as feeding yourself good food or making sure that you go for a walk. This is nurturing yourself, body, mind, and spirit when you do that. Yeah. And when you're not focusing on all this negativity around your body, you're able to focus more on those around you and then nurturing them and giving love to them and boosting confidence. Like in my child, I want him to know me as his confident, strong mama. And I want to pass that on to him so that he grows up confidently as well. And I don't ever want him to think about looking in the mirror and being, oh, I hate my body. That is not an option. 
That's right, because they're little sponges and they know, they can see that. And whether they put that on themselves or they put that on the person that they fall in love with, it's sort of like these things matter. We have to really show them a different way than what they're going to see in the culture that we live in. And I can't think of a better model for your baby than you. To me, everything you've ever taught me about food or whatever is just always so great. I remember, what did you make one? time. And I was like, wow, faro, I think. And I was like, I've never even... Faro salad. (laughs) I was like, I never eat faro. I learned that recipe when I was backpacking in Italy. Faro, fresh mozzarella, roasted red peppers, cherry tomatoes. So good. Fresh herbs, lemon juice, and olive oil. It's so simple and so delicious. So beautiful. I just really, really appreciate you being with us today and talking about this. And I cannot say enough about when I talk about eating disorders, about how good food is, because we forget that. We forget that it is and that it can be such a beautiful part of our lives because we're all worried about what we look like. But we have to remember food is supposed to be just fun, I think. So I'm wondering if you would read the Just for Today. Today I will list 10 ways of nurturing my body, mind, and soul in a way that truly nourishes me. I will try at least one of these ways a day and then notice how I feel. Yes. Can you come up with any ways? If we can come up with 10 ways right now to give people. Sure. Let's see. Nurturing my body, mind, and soul. I am a Pisces and I live by the ocean. So I take my baby on a walk or a run. Yesterday, we ran to a little grassy area that overlooks the beach. And since the beaches are closed right now, we literally just stood there for about 20 minutes looking at the water. And he's also a Pisces. It's really funny how he just enjoys looking and breathing and hearing the water. That to me is very nurturing. It relaxes me. It gives me peace. It eases my mind of all the stress that's you know, at work. And it's nice to be bonding with my son. So great. Another way is I try to squeeze in a little bit of yoga, even if it's like 30 minutes and whether it's stretching or it's a couple of sets of something, I try usually to follow a video. I'm not very good at creating it on my own, but yoga makes me feel good. It makes me feel less compact, less tight. It makes me feel more flowy, more open more alive, refreshed. The intensive doing yoga is not for exercise for me. It's ever since giving birth, my hips get really tight. And so when I do yoga, I'm like, oh, I feel like a human again. <laughs> oh, good. So you got get out to nature, like the water, and you've got movement. And I think eat a farro salad. <laughs> yes. Make a delicious, healthy meal for my family is another one. One thing right now with I am sure that I'm not the only one working from home during this time, but a little tip too for self-care and for care for your family too. One thing that has been working really well for me is blocking off my calendar and literally putting on there, play with my child for an hour. I block it off like as if it were a meeting. And I try to do it in advance so that people don't put calendar invites over because I've noticed that I will just keep working and working and working and he's watching the television all day long and and that's not a healthy, nurturing environment. Right. So you have to dedicate that time to paying attention to your body, like 
feeding your body good food and your child and stimulating their brain in a different way and getting physical exercise and those types of things. It's like what you said several times already. It's the balance of, okay, now I'm working, now I'm playing, now I'm walking, now I'm cooking, now I'm eating, (laughs) now I'm sleeping, putting that balance in that big pie of our lives. Put the slices evenly in there. Yeah. And if you can't get to all the things you wanted to do that day, that's okay. That's okay. Plan it out for later in the week, but it's okay. You can't beat yourself up because not everything's under your control all the time. And I think another thing that's really important because we're not able to see our friends or our family so much right now uh, unless we use Zoom or something. And I think that's a very important part that we forget that we need. We need other people And we're getting it in however way we can, but that's another very nurturing part for us and for our family is to have this connection with people. It's true. And you don't realize it till you don't have it. I didn't realize how much I needed hugs all the time. (laughs) I know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. We've noticed that we need that social interaction. So we have a huge backyard and an RV gate. So we've had a couple of friends pull in their car and more than six feet away and we just yeah. talk <laughs> i love that talk. it makes such a difference when it's a physical interaction rather than virtual or on a zoom conference and then i think another part in here that sometimes we forget is to play it's to let ourselves just be silly and dance around or you have a little boy that you can play with which is so great but if you don't have a little boy or a little girl find a way to play do something really silly Yeah, that's a great point. I think Mm -hmm. it makes you enjoy the little things in life and it reinvigorates you in a way too. If you are doing Zoom calls, then maybe make it a themed Zoom call and have everyone wear a crazy hat or costume. (laughs) Yes, that's such a great idea. That in itself will make people laugh again. We're all having a hard time. Yeah. (laughs) I like a person who was on a Zoom call that made herself into a potato And then she couldn't figure out how to make herself back into a person. So she had to do the whole Zoom call as far as a potato. (laughs) It was hysterical. Anyway, so we're going to wrap this up. But I so, again, appreciate you being here. And I'm so impressed with all the things you've done. And on the show of the podcast, I'm going to put the little story that you wrote And uh, because it's so beautiful, you just really have come a long way. We all have a long way to go. And I'm glad that you're here in the world doing this work. Likewise. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.